0: We're all probably familiar with the tradition of the street musician or even with music inspired by the streets. I'm Jeremy Peterson in studio with the Denver band Kiltro, whose name is, in a roundabout kind of way, derived from lives on the streets. Chris Bowers-Castillo, this started as your solo project, and I don't know if this is a spirit animal kind of thing or not, but what is the significance of the Kiltro?
1: So, Kiltro in Chilean slang means street dog, Um, and it can also mean like a mixed breed dogs. So somebody says like, you know, what kind of dog is it? And you say it's a Quito. It means it's it's a dog of mixed background. But usually referring to dogs in, in the street. Um, I used to live in this city called Valparaíso in Chile. I was there for a few years. Um, and it's full of street dogs. It's got like one dog for every 10 people, which is, you know, like, I don't know, something like 20-some thousand dogs. Um, so they're just everywhere. And I think just that image and the setting... Um, there was something kind of melancholic and sort of emotionally cathartic about the dogs just living in the streets. They have their lives and their hills and the places that they can go and they yeah. can't go because of other sort of territories, I guess, of other dogs. So I don't know. This just like a whole life to, to them. It's like on the underside of the city, a whole different kind of reality in this one place. So I suppose like that was kind of an idea that was bouncing around in my head while I was writing kind of the first Killcho songs. But yeah, it was originally meant to be like a little series of short stories and then I kind of abandoned that idea sort of quickly and um, just attached the name to the music stuff I was working on.
0: And now Kiltro is this Denver-based trio who have a recording, a debut recording coming up and a release show up ahead July 6th at Larimer Lounge and uh, here to play some songs from it. Let's get right to it. You're going to play a a pair if this is the way the record kicks off. Yeah. Uh, What's coming up here?
1: Uh, Well, the first song is called If I Lead. Um, And the second is called uh, Curico, which is also a town in, in Chile.
0: It's Kiltro in studio.
2: Believer, show me the ways that you talk and all of the places you walk. If I lead what you follow, let me at the corners where the light don't touch. Colors, figures, sway, Let they might lift you away from the streets to its under. If I leave, would you find love? If I leave, would you find love? <laughs> I woke from a restless sleep. My arms, my feet. Posting electric shivers, quivers building bridges. Show me the ways that you talk In all of the places you walk If I lead, would you follow? You let me at the corners where the light don't touch Colors, figures sway Well, they might lift you away From the streets to what's undo Cause everything was scattered by the light of day. My hands are tied. Please lead to these may Of the dark, the things you just wouldn't notice. Creatures of darkness haunt the places you walk and flow like breath on the lotus. I've seen her myself, my friend, and if you believe, I swear one night I'd awoke.
3: And,
2: Olea, Olea, where were you going?
0: That's the music of Kiltro in studio. Wow. Uh, if I Lead and Curico, the name of those two songs. Those both coming from the debut recording, celebrating that July 6th at Larimer Lounge. Kiltro in studio with us, Chris Bowers-Castillo on vocals and guitar, Will Parkhill on bass, and Michael Vincenzi on drums. That's fantastic, guys.
4: Thank you very much.
0: This started as a solo project for you, Chris. It's, it's grown a step at a time. Um, I, I know at first it was sort of just like a, a, a folky kind of guitar and voice. Project, yeah. right?
1: Yeah, in the beginning it was just uh, me and an acoustic guitar, and so I was kind of doing like the open mic circuit and from time to time playing shows or um, opening for bands or other acts and stuff, and it was fun. I think eventually I just sort of got a little bit, maybe a little tired of just of just playing the guitar, I suppose, and doing folk, and I wanted to kind of expand on other things. I used to play with pedals a lot. I think I got like my first was like a boss reverb pedal, and then I got like a line sixty d l four which is like this green delay looper thing, and that's when I started looping and would just build songs that way.
0: you yeah. guys played our u m s porch sessions last year it was yeah. it was a duo at that point it was it was you and will yeah, yeah. uh which I think that was the very early on in in that collaboration right? yeah was
4: yeah. actually our Gig ever, was our fourth was pl- gig episode was playing on the fourth session. Yeah, so it was kind of nerve wracking a little yeah, bit. Early so we, on. Like, really hit but the it was fantastic.
0: Yeah. I mean, people responded uh, really in a big way to that session, and uh, we've kind of been waiting for new stuff ever since. I mean, we've had Ophelia for about a year now, and it's such a fantastic song, and so we've been happy to play Thank it, but uh, r- really excited to get to this uh, this new stuff too. And I know we'll hear Ophelia in the studio yeah. coming you. up in just a bit. Um, I- I'd imagine in some ways the evolution is continuing because you've now added Michael on drums, mm-hmm. and uh, you were solo, and then you were a duo. What is to be found on the record? Because I remember on that porch session, you had kind of folkier, quieter moments, and then you had things that were more, you know, modern leaning.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, the the record, I guess, in the recording process went through a lot of iterations, and there was a time when it had a lot more sort of slower songs, and then it kind of went in a more upbeat direction. I think now it's settled in um, a place where there's a few kind of moments where. Uh, I think the music kind of comes to more of a rest and occupies a different kinds of space because obviously a lot of our stuff is quite upbeat now, especially with Michael being involved. But there's definitely some some lower moments. None of the songs are just pure acoustic and voice right, right. like I like I used to do.
4: I think on the current album too, something that's really interesting is the idea it's all about world building. So we have, and this ties back to Chris's experience with soundscapes and ambient music and all of her background there. So the first idea with these textures you build this sense of like feeling that can maybe like, harken to a place. But then more than that, we also have a bunch of musical motifs that sort of make it more cohesive that if you listen to the music you kind of see them popping up and changing and morphing. Oh yeah, it kind of gives it a character to the album.
0: Right, right. And it sounds big uh, in the studio here today with the, with the help of I counted there's 48 pedals. I want to talk about <laughs> I want to talk about the pedals in oh, just man. a bit is but, that many? but yeah. let's get to let's get to another song. What what are you going to play next?
1: Uh, the next is a song called The Hustle. And that's actually going to be our first single,
0: just coming out on June 6th. It's Kiltro playing for us in studio.
2: I thought this dark, curious love. <laughs> Little darling, what we'll say did you mean? Because all of your thoughts split apart at the seams. Where well, I don't know how you run. I felt it for me. synergy i thought the storm is curious slow <laughs>
0: Is Kiltro playing for us in studio. The trio out of Denver, The Hustle, that's the first single from their forthcoming debut record. The, the Hustle will be out uh, next week, officially, June 6th, you said, and the record coming July 6th. The, the release show is happening at Larimer Lounge, and uh, uh, that's, that's a fantastic sound that you guys have arrived at. I, I would think that you know, adding members to the band, you might have less to do, but doesn't look like that's the case because you're still doing <laughs> There's so much going on. There's so many yeah. layers. I, I, just on your boards, I think there's 31 pedals. Uh, on mine on, oh right yeah do they all end up getting used i mean yeah yeah, yeah. they
1: all fi- some of them are kind of always on sort of tone uh-huh, sure, pedals, sure, sure, and sure. then other ones are ones that i kind of bring in and out depending on what uh kind of effect i want to put on the guitar and then I have like a switching system that will turn multiple on at the same time and turn multiple off at the same time
0: so and then and then I mean, uh you've got pedals too will hmm um, there's a lot going on over there. Too. I think Michael's firing some stuff besides just playing drums. Yeah, tell me about yeah, that. So there's, a,
4: there's a new
1: new drum pad that we're working with. Uh, we've played about three gigs with it now, but we're just trying to trigger some of the sounds from the album uh, samples and all that. Yeah,
0: kind of yeah.
4: That. yeah. I think you heard some uh, radio noise in there. That's a good example mm-hmm. of it. Right, right. Yeah.
0: Love it, love it. Um, yeah. I, I, I think some of your influences will be you know familiar to our listeners. So names like Grizzly Bear and. And radio had to name a couple more, more Mm -hmm. kind of modern stuff. Who are some of the artists, Chris, that you grew up listening to on the more traditional side that that have that space in your music? Yeah. Uh,
1: Well, one of the more, I think probably one of my favorite songwriters is a guy named Victor Cara, who's Mm -hmm. a Chilean uh, singer-songwriter. He just had such his his music had this kind of like energetic, melancholy quality, and where with really dynamic. Uh, vocal melodies that were sort of wandering and exciting and at the same time sort of sad in a way and, and so a lot of the songs kind of I think have well I'm sure I've sort of sublimated a, quite a bit of that into the, into mm. the writing of these songs Yeah. Um, another is uh, Violeta Parra who's another Chilean folk singer um, she just has one of the most extraordinary voices and um, amazing songwriting as well there's a variety of others in terms of the guitar work there's like an Argentine folk singer as well his name is Atahualpa Yupanqui they were all part of uh, a movement in South America called La Nueva Canción, which is like the like the new song, which was mis- mixing a lot of um, sort of Western elements into the into traditional sort of stylings. Like in Chile, it was quicker um, okay, and yeah, and that mix. Yeah. You know, they have a kind of almost some of the songs even have a sort of vague kind of pop sensibility in in a way as well. And I just think that whole time period is so interesting, kind of politically in Chile and musically, and and, and there's so many kind of really iconic sort of very heroic figures like Victor Jara himself was you know an extremely vibrant individual who you know whose life was cut short in in in, uh, in 1973 when uh, the Chilean government was toppled by you know with help from the CIA by Pinochet sure. and so just these characters that were just so had such dramatic and intense lives and were so uh, deep feeling and, and sentimental and then on the other hand of course it's I listen to a lot of ambient stuff, like Tim Hecker, um, and uh, I, for a while I was listening to Bala Macabre, And Yeah. So, I, so just that, that was the idea, to kind of mix those styles,
0: you know. We're speaking with Kiltro in studio. So obviously there was a batch of songs that existed before you got there, Will, and before you got there, Michael. Is, have, have there been songs that have come since, and how, uh, you know, how are those any, any different from what was there?
4: Yeah. Uh, we yeah. have a new one coming up now that's uh, maybe a little bit more pop-leaning. Um, that kind of maybe embran- uh, embraces the dance uh, element a little bit. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And it's been fun, especially with the, the live shows. You see how we can move, and you see how <laughs> people listening can move too, and that right. definitely is a huge influence for you know this, the feeling of the songs.
0: You know, that's a really different feeling, I think, for some of us of a certain age to, to go out to see live music. Uh, you know, a lot of us grew up with indie rock, which you don't go to dance, yeah, yeah. Exactly, <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean yeah. but there's this there's this scene in Denver and there's been this emergence of bands, uh, many of whom sing in Spanish, playing various Latin oh, flavors. Yeah. I know you've played with some of them uh, los mocochettes becoming our oh, yeah. walls. Yeah, yeah. Is there a sense of, of I don't know a, a, a scene that's happening that way just I'd, in terms of like a, in general a, a Latin flavor?
1: I don't I don't know. I think so. I mean I feel I feel that definitely feel like a certain camaraderie or something. Like we played on the with de Mayo Show at Larimer yeah. Lounge with yeah. them as well and that was just really cool to share the stage with other Latin acts that also sort of merge styles. Like Vic and the Narwhals is awesome. I mean they do like the surf rock cumbia thing. <laughs> right. Right. Um, and that was just a pretty crazy night. It was really fun. Uh this, of course, are, are are fantastic and i think what their role in the community is really just feels to me really vital and important you know they're one of those bands that you can really attach that word to that they feel really important mm-hmm. um i think the work that they're doing is fantastic and they're a really phenomenal band to see live as well um so i feel just really fortunate that you know we've been able to play on the same stages with them and yeah i mean i'm, I'm i hope that there's a, a kind of a community of latin musicians that are emerging in denver i think that'd be that's really cool and i'm sure i mean there are a variety of them
4: yeah, Yeah. just in a larger sense too especially at UMS I mean I feel the whole cohesion and the support I mean really for the first time in, in several years I mean I feel the vibrancy the richness and the diversity of the whole scene I mean Last year, especially at UMS, going from venue to venue, I just would drop my job like, what? This band, too? This band, <laughs> yeah. too? I mean...
0: And, and we should mention you guys are also playing UMS uh, th- this year as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Huge huge lineup, and th- that's going to be great. And th- that's three weeks after the release show, which is July right, 6th yeah. at, at Laramie Lounge. Yeah, July's so.
1: going to be quite a month, I think, for us. It's going to be
0: really fun. And we feel very fortunate to get you guys. I, I, I feel like this is the beginning, in large part because of this song, the song we've been playing for a year. And uh, I've been kind of obsessed with it, trying not to play it too much because it's all we've had from you this far but i yeah, um, yeah. gonna get to a version of Ophelia uh, anything you want to say about this song?
1: Uh, well this was one of the first sort of songs that I really worked out kind of from start to finish with The Looper it was an early day sort of thing and then I sort of abandoned it and then came and then came back to it um, and it's just been repurposed a bunch of times I recorded it uh, in in London actually when I was there visiting Oh wow! Um, and then when I got back here like just I don't know bringing Michael into it was such a uh, an amazing improvement for the song as well. I think it added that percussive element to it that it that it sort of needed for a live setting. Um, but yeah, it's 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 been around a minute, you know. Yeah. I mean, for for me, like I feel like so much has happened since we since right. we recorded it. And um,
4: it's a little bit different know, from the recording. Oh a, right, yeah, way. the live versions. Yeah,
1: we yeah. have it has a, a you know it's evolved a bit because I mean we have quite a bit as well. I think the way that we go about building the song and maintaining momentum, I think we found kind of our rhythm as a band. mm
3: Well,
2: listen to soliloquy, is truly no one listening to a run? And is it all right? But you know I never fuss when you leave We'll call it my abstinence is burning turns the act as you sing I look like a smoking gun Ripped and shot the hidden rhymes from the scene And is it alright
0: of Ophelia the band is Kiltro that's a song that we've been loving a long time Uh, featuring the CPR guest clappers I I should mention on that particular (laughs) version uh, in studio that sounds fantastic and uh, really looking forward to uh, everything you guys got coming up July 6th Larimer Lounge is the release show Kiltro thanks so much for being here
1: thank Thank you thanks for having us